Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. Today is the last episode of the business section of the business series of the podcast. Um, Today we're talking about search engine optimization, which is SEO, and I'm talking with John, who actually has his own company that helps businesses, small businesses, with search engine optimization, and we chat about that. We chat about how COVID has affected search engine optimization and how he got into it. So this is a really good chat if you're really interested in it or if you're really wondering what exactly it is. So I hope you really enjoyed this chat. And if you're looking into it, I also put in where you can find John at. So he is always willing to answer any questions. So you know what I need you to do right now? That's right. Start listening. episode of chats from the blog cabin today i'm talking with john and we're going to be talking about the elusive elusive google term seo and what it is but john before we talk about that let's first talk about who you are and what you do for a living yeah definitely uh so my name is john vong i started an agency uh search engine optimization focused uh eight years ago and that was back in 2013 and I built a team and I now just specialize in search engine optimization. I know there's a lot of variations in terms of digital marketing, social media, content creating, from uh, written content to keyword research to link building. We focus just primarily just on search engine optimization and we really help business owners, bloggers, small, medium-sized, B2B, uh, service-based in particular to really help them become more visible for their ideal customers on search where uh, a lot more people uh, today more than ever is uh, navigating and discovering uh, your business for the first time um, on Google. So how did you get into this? Because obviously it's not something that everybody gets into because I've been blogging for a long time and I still don't understand SEO. Um, so I'll, I'll take it a little bit further back. Um, so I started this agency eight years ago, but prior to that, I was spending 10 years in advertising sales. So I dabbled in traditional advertising to then online affiliate advertising to then I, I actually worked at traditional advertising, but directory based. So I worked at yellow pages group for five years and that's where I found a really good, um, 
you know, community of business owners. And I consulted with thousands of small, medium sized business owner, family run mainly and service based. Um, so any category in the yellow pages, I probably work with businesses that offered those product and services. And I found that a lot of these business owners just didn't understand how to get digital presence. Um, they were probably working uh, in their field of expertise and they were great business people. Um, and they spent years, if not decades or generations, harvesting their skill set as a business owner. But as you knew, Yellow Pages kind of had a declining user base. Customers like me, you, and everyone else started transitioning away from traditional media to now digital media. And I wanted to just play that middle ground of helping business owners be a trusted source and resource and provide a service that can help them become more visible digitally. So I, I helped them and guided most of my clients over to the digital platform of search um, because they're very similar in terms of the, the way the business structured. Yellow Pages captivated an audience of ready to buy people, me, you, and everyone else who seeked out a product or service when they're ready to either go to a dentist or buy something as a, as close to like a restaurant or whatnot. Um, and then now everything is transitioned to Google and they've taken over, right? In terms of um, the user behavior of how customers, myself included, shop today. So it's been a, a, a good change, but I wanted to help business owners um, add value and get in front of more opportunities. So what is SEO? <laughs> Uh, SEO is short for search engine optimization. And what that ultimately means is if you have a website online, um, you probably, if, as you're a business owner typically with a website or you're a blogger and you want to be more visible to not just your audience members, your customers, but um, Google will take precedence. They're going to try to give the user the best search results for their given keyword search. And as a business owner or a blogger, you want to be the thought leader, the expert in the eyes of the customers and Google so that you can rank highly on search engines. And hopefully that will generate more traffic to your website and more conversion, which is ultimately more phone calls or emails or comments, whatever it may be. But then Google and your customers have now given you the, the authority or becoming that expert topical relevant uh, resource um, in the eyes of the users because now you're ranking on the first page. So search engine optimization is ultimately filling the gap of businesses and users and you becoming a thought leader on your website topical relevance um, for your customers. So what tools can we use to become relevant? <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of tools as a business owner, a blogger, um, because me being a, an expert in this field, we use a stack of dozens of tools. Um, and you being maybe a solopreneur or a freelancer or a consultant, it's different in terms of access, resources, and not just learning about what the tools are, it's implementation of it mm -hmm. and actually doing it properly. So that's the skill set of not just practice, but expertise. Um, so 
for us, we have keyword research tools, Google, um, you know, keyword research planner, there's keyword tool IO. We use a lot of link building tools, Ahrefs, SEMrush. There's some free plugins that you can use if you have a Wix site or a Squarespace or even like a WordPress site, Joomla, you can uh, download a free Yoast plugin or all-in-one SEO plugin. Uh, these are very introductory SEO tools. The more complex tools and the more complex agencies, um, we actually compete in a very different space because we work with service-based type business owners that are typically more competitive in a landscape. So we have dozens of dentists that we work with, dozens of lawyers that we work with, restaurants are hyper-competitive. If you look at these type of industries, everyone claims to be experts <laughs> and industry experts, right? So how do you compete and how do you want to fit the, the, the gap, right? The bridge the gap so that people as your customers can find you easily, navigate and seek your services out versus the dozens, if not hundreds of other competitors in your local landscape. So we work with professional service-based businesses that are looking for more of a, a all-in-one package because we create not just content, SEO strategy, competitive analysis, but we also do link building. We do social engagement, reputation management, uh, development work, uh, graphic design. There's, there's a lot of factors and that's how I built a team just to focus on SEO because it's already so complex. Mm -hmm. Not just one thing does it all. So you talk about your team. How big is your team? Uh, currently we have about 30 plus staff. Um, and we have teams of different pillars, right? So content is a team, uh, SEO strategy is a team, developers are a team, uh, link builders are a team. So for us within the team, there's even more micro niche teams uh, because we have to collaborate and work together for every single campaign. And that's the biggest challenge. And I, I wanna set it across to all the listeners and watchers are SEO is not a one time thing and it's not one person can do it all unless you're an expert in development content creation seo strategy tool creation like there's a lot of other things that you have to really analyze and really understand and that's why i feel like an agency would propel and do it right for you the first time if done right uh, versus trying to you know bootstrap and do it yourself like yes you can hire a freelancer consultant but you're also going to get the quality of that and the, the ramp up and the speed will be a lot slower than working with someone that has a proven track record. So who should hire an SEO team? Um, so agency. So an SEO agency is suitable for businesses that are serious, that understand how to run a business, but are frustrated with not just who they're currently using as a vendor. They've maybe dabbled in advertising or had poor results in other forms of marketing, right? Um, it could be social media advertising, it could be email funnels, it could be content creating, uh, creation, but not generating any traffic. And then there's traditional advertising, which is trade shows, magazines, radio, television, all these people that are frustrated. I feel, and then also, oh, forgot this other segment. If you've already hired salespeople, imagine you know the frustration of unpredictability. Um, with SEO, it actually, if, if you lived in the world of how businesses operated prior to Google and internet, and you lived in the space of yellow pages world, um, I was there for five years, but 
if you did live in 1990s and 2000s and prior, um, you'll understand that if you were not published in the directory and it only get delivered once a year, you would feel the impact of not being found and not there. So that's what Google has kind of replaced. If you're not on that first page of Google, there's a lot of opportunity lost. And guess what? Your competitors are probably getting the bulk of the leads that people are actively seeking out their product and service. So I just feel there's a great abundance of sources out there, different, different marketing tactics and lead generation. But I feel if you do SEO properly in the right way with the right people, you should be able to cultivate the ideal type clients of yours to harvest a good inbound lead source so that you can eventually pick and choose who you want to work with. Now you mentioned link building. What is that? So link building is one of the pillars out of, I would say seven major pillars of what SEO really comprises them. SEO has over 200 signals and it keeps changing, right? Google changes their algorithm all the time, but I always look at traditional, um, businesses. If you run a business well, link building is very similar to how you would generate a referral from digital, right? So if you had a bricks and mortar store 20 years ago and the internet didn't, uh, wasn't around, it, you relied on word of mouth and referral in terms of growing a business. Referrals are you do good work, you let other people know and they send you past business back to you, right? So imagine the digital space. Google can only detect websites and sources on blogs and other social media page content creation. So what happens is they're always indexing websites. And whenever you're mentioned with a hyperlink from another, another website back to your website, that's considered a link. And so that's considered more of a referral from another website back to your website. And there's a lot of metrics behind a backlink. You have to look at the trust floor, flow. You have to look at the um, authority of the actual website, the organic traffic, the relevancy of the niche. Um, there's a lot of other things to consider um, when doing it, uh, a backlink uh, campaign, I would say, because there's do follow and no follow, sponsor links and no sponsor link, organic traffic. Um, so that's why, why we have a team of experts that really know this and they build real relationships with business owners, right? Because you as a blogger or a business website, why would you send out a, a link to anyone, just anyone that reaches out to you? What's in it for you, right? Is that guest contributor? Like they write articles and whatnot. They want to publish a piece of content on your website. Are they adding value to your audience members? That's when you want to consider that. But without that, like if it's just anyone spamming, why would you want, even want to consider those type of people who reach out to you? You want to actually add value to your audience members or build relationships with real people to then give them an opportunity to publish their work or have a link back to you. So backlink is interesting and it's challenging for a lot of business owners and it's a lot harder than it sounds because if you own a website and you've been in business for a while, you'll understand how hard it is to get mentioned on a third party website, linking back to your website. Now you mentioned do 
do follow and no follow? What's the difference? So this is a SEO link juice being sent and passed onto your website or not. So I'll just give you an example. Um, there's a lot of directories out there, such as Yellow Pages, there's Yelp, there's Web Local, there's Homestars, TripAdvisor, all these are third-party citations and their directories. And it's free. You as a business owner can actually put in your profile, name, telephone number, address, postal code, website address, and it links back to your company. So when you submit that free listing, typically those directories that are free are no follow juice being sent back to your website because anyone can do it. Anyone can publish and submit their business. And yes, there might be a verification process, which is phone verification or an email password verification. But really, it's not really earned. Earning is a little bit different. Like, and I'll give you an example. You doing a press release, say you have a newsworthy event, something that is some, something that may be on TV, right? Like on news, something that is a big event. So therefore you hire a PR agency or you go on decision and press release, you submit it. Maybe it gets picked up by a media channel. That's more earned because you're doing something of impact or something that is newsworthy at that specific time that other people want to amplify. So whenever you get a backlink that is earned, it plays a huge role in helping you become known in the public mm -hmm. and known for, from Google's standpoint that it's an earned media source that's linking back to your website that has substance because it's newsworthy. It's not like you're paying for it. So those are usually do follow links. That's earned media, and the no follow links are typically free. Now you talked about Google. So before we get into Google, let's take a brief commercial break, and then we'll get into Google because Google's a whole can of worms about their algorithm and everything else. So let's take a brief commercial break. Okay. Schools closing their doors again this year due to the COVID-19 pandemic is devastating for students, parents, and educators. Beyond that, it has disproportionately challenged low resource school systems, further revealing educational and health inequities among communities. Teachers and parents are searching for tools that will enable schools to reopen, but many of these solutions are expensive and time consuming. To ease the magnitude of challenges faced by high need school districts, we can provide a simple solution that has a deep impact. I'm Della, the founder of Nestle Space. Nestle provides easy, beautiful, health-centered design that adapts to any environment. We design products that are attentive to bodily experience, emotional health, and ergonomics, including our portable, touchless handwashing station. Our handwashing stations bring running water anywhere with an outlet, accompanied by ergonomic design. Because no plumbing is required, our portable stations can be placed in classrooms, gymnasiums, lobbies, libraries, and beyond. The CDC has identified handwashing as a critical mitigation measure for schools during the pandemic. However, as evidenced by the high number of schools that have reached out to us over the last six months, many schools do not have prolific access to running water in classrooms and in other areas which they need to repurpose as classrooms in order to increase social distancing during the pandemic. We know schools are short on resources, 
dollars, space, and time. We can help, but we need your help to do so. We'd like to supply our Nestle Kids hand washing stations at no cost to selected public schools in need. Our first goal is to distribute these to 10 school districts. We are asking for your help to simply cover our production and shipping costs. Together, we believe we can help students more safely return to where they thrive most, at school. In these crazy times, we thank you for considering this and for your generosity. We believe that by helping support each other, we can make a positive impact in a very hard time. Again, thank you for your support. We hope you and yours stay well. Okay, we're back. Now let's talk about Google. Why do they change their algorithm so much? Seems like as soon as you get into, same with Facebook and Instagram, as soon as you get comfortable with their algorithm, they change it. Why do they change it? Yeah, so Google is for profit. Uh, the private uh, company, and they don't want anyone to know how their algorithm works, right? Um, it's machine learning, it's AI, it's trying to, um, there's always pros and cons to everything, right? And as a business owner, you want to just leverage your business so that you're using their platform to gain um, exposure, right? Let it be social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, or Google, right? And for you as a business owner, you want to, you know, there's a lot of audience, there's a lot of eyeballs, a lot of prospects that are actively using those platforms and you want to gain the system so that you can generate potentially subscribers, purchase orders, um, you know, whatever visibility and clicks to your website. The ultimate reason they do that is there's always people trying to trick or trying to find loopholes and try to game the system. They're trying to clean it up. They're trying to do things naturally, organically, um, the right thing to do, right? Just like any business. And I always look at like experts, right? It didn't happen overnight that LeBron James became the best basketball player in the world, right? It, it didn't happen overnight that, you know, Jeff Bezos became an overnight success being the richest guy in, from Amazon. It takes years to harvest and learn the skill set. And that's what's happening. Like the advent of technology, speed of internet, the advancement of app software and tech in particular, they make it in, empower individuals to feel like they can get things off to market, growth hack things to scale really quickly. But in reality, they don't know much about business, let alone they're trying to figure things out faster, quicker, robust than it should be taking, right? So they want to give things, they don't want to give ways for fast people to, to game the system. They want a natural progression of growth, right? And that's why SEO, I feel, is a good space for a lot of business owners that understand it, it, you spent 20 years being up a dentist or a lawyer or any business owner, right, gets it. Because mm -hmm. they then become an apprentice. They need hours. Then they work for someone else with experience. Then they start their own practice, but with debt, right, usually. And then they want to be in business for 5, 10 years, 20 years, then sell it, right? That's typically the journey of a business owner, right? As a business owner, it doesn't come easy. It's not easy to then set something up, make seven, six, seven figures in the first year. That rarely happens. So 
if, if I can tell you, like Google does this for a reason. They want to help the real business owners actually earn their way. So why not just focus on doing things slow and steady, just like how life is, right? Like when you are born, you don't, you're not suddenly married with kids and have a house and everything. It's, you know, you got to live life, right? You got to experience it. You got that journey involved in terms of like the roller coaster of learning, of making mistakes, getting up, learning. It's the same thing. Which brings me to the quote in your bio that I absolutely love. It says, life is short, so embrace it and take on the adventure. You can run a business the way you want and do it well so that you can spend time with family and friends, which is what really matters. I absolutely wanted to bring that on. So you actually made the perfect segue to that. So yeah. why, why is that so important? Because I love when you, in your bio that you wrote that you work the hours at the time of day so you can turn your phone off and spend time with your family. It's so true, right? Like when you're in business, you have to have this vision. You have to have values, right? What's the, and what's the purpose of life ultimately? Like you have to have that in mind as you mature, right? Like maybe when you're younger, maybe when you're 20 and you're not married with kids and you have no idea what you want to do in life. But when you've experienced a little bit, you traveled, you met a ton of people, you see what you want to become, right? You see good and bad in people, who you want to evolve to become as a human, right? And you, you get a lot of wisdom from interacting with business owners as well as more, you know, I, I would say people that live life a little bit longer, like your parents, your grandparents, your mentors, or whoever it may be. So when you start living life and understanding why you started the business, what's your purpose? Why? My purpose is really to take care of my family, to really spend as much time as possible. And the tasks that I want to really do are things that I choose to do. And everything else can be pushed off to delegate from other staff, or you can wait, right? It's not as important. And I really just turn off my phone. Actually, because of this pandemic, I even have a shorter daily uh, work hours because half the day I have to spend teaching my son in school as well, right? Um, so for me, that's the choice I made. And so therefore, the business has to complement it versus I'm not in the business. I'm working on the business to support my lifestyle. Oh, I love that. And speaking of the pandemic, how has that affected your business? Has it decreased it or has it increased? So yeah. a lot of people have been blessed because of the pandemic. Yeah. So there's a blessing in disguise. Um, I was positioned well. Uh, we took on some new clients, but we also lost some clients because of the industries and niches that were impacted that maybe will take a couple years to recover right? Like the hospitality travel industries. I mean, they were hit hard. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, I'm blessed that I still have an active client base. I am able to retain all my staff, if not just hire a couple more and really just understand that relationships are everything during the time of crisis, right? There's a lot of unknowns in the world, but if you're able to be in control of everything you're able to do, like run your own business, have clients, have staff, and dictate how you want your life to be lived. Um, there's a lot for that, right? Like 
that's why you got into business in the first place. You can be a solopreneur and do everything yourself, however way you want, but it's also less flexibility because there's going to be times that they need you all the time. But once you start hiring and you start outsourcing and having more of a, a leader responsibility role, then you can free up some time to do things that you're more passionate about, like passion projects or side projects or things that really matter to you, your purpose, right? So understanding where you are with your business. Um, I'm blessed. I'm in a very you know good digital space um, but i also understand i need to help others right i i'm at a mode where i want to build a community i want to help make more of an impact i want to help with the companies that are struggling and either give them knowledge equip them with resources access information so that they strive and um, become more optimistic in the future um so how is you're based in canada so how has covid affected canada it's uh, we're on lockdown again. Um, mm. There's been, you know, ups and downs. All the schools are shut since December, mid-December, I believe. Um, so all the businesses have been shut uh, across Ontario, I believe, until mid-February. So we're on complete lockdown. And there's industries that are thriving, like the big box retailers and grocery stores. But the mom and pop businesses, the ones that mold our community, the ones that are 90% of our lifeline and blood from restaurants to small family run businesses. There's the ones that be impacted the most. And those are the ones that I really resonate with because I'm one myself, right? Mm -hmm. and I feel the impact. I want to help. I want to help them get better. And they're the ones that are like my neighbors. They're the ones that I go to the park with, right? With my kids their parents so I, I really feel for them and I want to do whatever I can to help support them so how are you how is how is their rallying to support them yeah so the challenge is um, a lot of them have given up right because they a lot of them they don't know when things are gonna open up again there's a lot unknown and there's a lot of burden there's a lot of expenses rent being one of them Right. As much as the government subsidizes when there's no revenue to be had, even with subsidy that goes into their profit and savings reserves. And for a lot of those business owners, they might be on the end of their business journey. Maybe they only wanted to work for another five years and they don't see that in five years, things will be back to normal again. Right. So what's going to happen? They either you know, say I had a good run and let me live, right? And they realize with this pandemic, I'd rather live than work all day long every day, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things, reflection going on in terms of business, I would say. Um, and there's gonna be opportunity as, as well, right? There's always, whenever there's times of crisis, there's opportunities to be had. Um, and if you overcome it, or if you are able to endure the turbulence, in today's economy um, i'm sure things will get better people will want to spend and support the small medium-sized businesses but how many of them were able to weather the storm and that's the big thing a lot of people have to realize like if you have the ability to support them go out there and support them go out there have lunch or take out dinner and lunch uh, once or twice a week or whatever it is if you can't afford it once a month um, because they are 
real humans that need the support. If you're able to work and have some sort of salary or income or business, um, there's people that don't and you want to help wherever you can. I know here I'm based in North Carolina, which is in the South. Um, we had a couple of places in Raleigh, which is our capital that actually converted and made restaurants that made themselves a grocery store where you could go in because they had like their toilet paper. Toilet paper was the huge crisis in the United States. I don't know if it was the crisis in Canada, but they converted it where you could go in and you could buy like the meat from them. You could buy toilet paper from them. You could buy vegetables and things that you could make your own meals um, instead of them cooking the meal for the, for you, you could actually go in and buy the meal. They would prep it for you, but you could go in and be like Hello Fresh. I don't know if you have that there, but that they converted and made it a grocery store instead of that. So I don't know if they did that in Canada as well. Yeah, so you have to be creative as a business owner. The challenge is when you're um, so stuck with your ways, you have processes and systems that have already been standardized for years, years, years for change like this to happen. People sometimes don't want to do that, right? Like, I get it when you're younger, maybe in your 30, 40, maybe early 50s, and you see yourself doing it for the next 10, 20 years. Yes, you will pivot and make changes and accommodations, right? But if you're near the end of your business life, why, <laughs> right? So you have to understand where they're at in terms of the business. And also the ones that got impacted a lot were those early stage business owners because they were just surviving. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, there's no revenue at all. There's no traffic. There's no inflow of real revenue, um, but they have huge abundance of you know expenses, right? Like rent and people and all that other stuff. No one's spending the way that they once did. Um, and it's, it's hard, right, to see um, when a pandemic like this happens and it's a global pandemic, it's, you know, once in a lifetime, I, I pray and hope, but if you're able to weather the storm, um, just really reflect on how lucky you are to be in a position of choice, being able to still shop and buy and go out and do things, right? Um, and people forget about that because we're so, stuck in our neighborhood and community and even our culture and country that there's so many other countries out there that are lucky to just if you have choice that would be the biggest freedom a lot of people just are surviving with shelter and food right mm -hmm. and they just want fresh water or they want food rice bread right so if you have choice to buy anything on amazon or go to the grocery store just be ultra grateful and that's what I kind of slowed down a little bit in the last couple of years to really reflect on what we have and be happy and be ultra kind to everyone. Yeah. Honestly, when you were talking about the business owners, the ones that like changed the way of thinking and how they changed their approach when the pandemic hit, that got me thinking about SEO because when you're younger, you'll think about SEO and you'll think, oh, I need to do this, this, and this. And the older owners don't really think about SEO. Oh, it's the way I've been doing it all along. I'm not going to change the way I'm doing it. So is that the case? Most the younger entrepreneurs are thinking about, yes, I need to change. Is that correct? Yeah, a lot of people were spending a lot on ads before. And advertising is great, but it's renting space. You're always 
trying to push people to get, grab their attention with a hook, call to action phrase, or something that is, um, you know, more of a, a bait, right? Mm -hmm. To get people to click. But when was the last time you clicked on an ad versus when was the last time you looked on the map and below the map on Google? You typically, as a business owner or a user of Google, you want to be in control. You're dictating with a keyword. You want to know exactly where you clicked on a site. And there's a reason why you clicked on the site because you have intent purchase. You have intent to navigate or find information. So there's a difference from paying ads on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, um, or LinkedIn. And then there's ads at the top of Google. There's a place for that as well. You want to interrupt someone's attention for an emergency type product or service purchase. It's great. But if you're looking for a long-term relationship of your ideal type of client, you got to establish yourself as a credible source, someone that is an expert. And I always refer to like owning space on Google. That's what SEO is. When you start owning the first page of Google, you get more inbound leads of quality versus just any some, anyone clicking on your site because you had an offer on Facebook. Because people are just go chasing, right? Like a discount or a deal, right? Um, that because you're interrupting them for a free something or a discount of ten percent, twenty percent. Versus when someone's ready to buy, they don't even have a, to put in a discount code, right? You're there and they just purchase it. So it's less uh, focus on deals and more focus on being a thought leader. So how hard is it to get on the front page of Google? Like I get all the time, I get these, oh, we'll get you on the front page of Google within a month. Is that possible? Yeah, so SEO, um, again, it all depends on the industry, the keywords, the marketplace, um, and also the, the location that you wanna dominate for. Um, there's a lot of ways you got to look at gaps, opportunities, competitive analysis. Who are you competing with? Have they been doing SE for a lot longer, establishing themselves as credible sources than you have? Um, so it's a hard question uh, to answer because just like all my clients, professional services, and there's thousands of dentists in, I live in Toronto. And every corner, there's probably dozens of them competing with each other, right? So you starting off as a new dentist, you just invested X amount of dollars buying a practice with a book of business. And when you start doing that and then you want to invest and you want to dominate in SEO, is that realistic that eventually you'll be on the first page in one, two years versus someone that's been doing this for 10 years? So it's more about like realistic. I, I always just tell it as it is and let people like, slow down and be real about like life <laughs> because if people are selling you promises guarantees you have to really think back on why are they saying this what's their track record what have they actually done and is it good quality work right like what's going to happen if google detects fraudulent activity to get you on that first page is it earned or is it like black hat, right? So just like in business, there's black market, <laughs> there's white market. You either play on whatever field you want, but I'm always about ethical, doing things the right way it takes time. But once you establish yourself as a thought leader, 
um, things are gonna happen for you more than ever but you have to be patient you have to be realistic and you have to understand what you're getting yourself into let's talk about your podcast local SEO today how did that come about yeah so two and a half years ago I would say um, yeah two and a half to three years ago the reason we started this podcast was um, myself and my VP of sales we both worked at yellow pages that's where I actually met my VP Roger um, I was there for five years and he was there for over 30 plus years so combined we work with tens of thousands of business owners and we had a lot of insight and knowledge and experience that we wanted to share with other entrepreneurs and businesses so we started a podcast with tips tricks news news that you can use right uh, we probably did about a hundred episodes just me and Roger and then I started interviewing guests because we came we decided we didn't have other topics to talk about. So it's a lot easier to just have some guests share their entrepreneur journey. Um, but it's for, for me, it's all about education, right? It's all about informing business owners that there's ways to really help you grow your business if you go and seek advice, if you actually do things the right way. Um, be knowledgeable in every aspect of business because it is hard business ownership if it was easy everyone would be doing it mm -hmm. but it's not easy and that's why there's only a select few that make it after the first year after the fifth year and are still loving what they do um and making a living off doing it right not a lot of people are actually re generating revenue let alone profit running a business so it, and it might not even be you for you right like you might as well work for someone else if that's something you want to do and then you enjoy because business ownership is not for everyone and it's okay to accept it um so for me it's more about like having that mindset having all the skill set that you need from operations hr sales marketing um tech training uh to to you know operations buying all these intangible things i learned right from working with all these people business owners now i'm just sharing it with uh the public wow he just covers everything right <laughs> yeah it's, it's all about experience though right like people who are running a business they need to understand what they're they're getting themselves into you can't just read a book you can't just can't go to school and say i'm gonna start my business that's not how a true business is started right you have to actually work for other companies you actually have to probably fail many times before you are successful that's real life experience and a lot of people don't get it they don't understand what it takes to be a business owner let alone entrepreneur that is so true i mean honestly um i started this chats from the block cabin from when during COVID, I had always dreamed of having an office outside the home. And I don't know if you know the backstory behind it, but this is actually a she shed. It's a storage shed that I actually bought from income that I earned blogging. And it's like 50 yards from my back steps. And we converted it and made it into an office for me. And I bought everything inside of it. And my husband did all the sweat equity. So everything inside and everything 
I purchased everything and bought it myself with my own. My husband did not buy anything. All he did was did all the work inside of it because I was like, nope, not going to do that part. But I'm telling you, there was a lot of arguments on that, though. But for me, looking at it, I look at it every day and think I did this. And it's something that's earned, right? And when yep. you do it yourself, you'll realize how hard it is and you want to reward yourself. It's like sales and marketing. Mm -hmm. Every time you go out for a, a sales presentation and you win the bid, right? And you might have rejections all day long and then suddenly there's a prospect and then you finally make that sale. You feel so overwhelmed. You feel great, right? Go out there and Go do something with that earnings, right? Winning. Go for a nice meal. Go take some friends out for drinks, whatever it is, because you've earned it. So always uh, reward yourself for every accomplishment that you've had because it's so fulfilling. And it's a lot of things that I've learned over the years. It's like just go enjoy life. Go have fun. Don't just save all day long. You need to slowly spend it as well because it's so it's hard enough to save. You need to also enjoy life. And don't be afraid to, to go after your dreams because the answer is no anyways, if you don't go after it. So if you get a no, the answer was going to be no anyways. So what are you, what are you wasting? You know, you're not, if you're not going to go after it, the answer is no anyway. So what do you lost? You haven't lost anything. Exactly. Go, and do something, right? There's a lot of procrastination. There's a lot of people that are um, overanalyzing, um, doubting themselves. But what's the worst that will happen? You get rejected. There's no, right? Mm -hmm. And I know one of the biggest fear for a lot of people is public speaking, right? Or starting something like a business, a podcast, a forum, a community, whatever it is. But what's the worst that can happen? You fail, you get up, you either get up or you give up, right? And try it again. It's the same thing as sports athletes, any business owner like Jeff Bezos. Do you think he was frustrated for 20 years before he eventually made a profit and now the richest person? Like he kept going. He kept, you know, focused on the end goal in mind, right? Um, so just like anything, it's a lot of hard work, so a lot of sweat equity, a lot of determination. Um, but you know, if you have the willpower, motivation, and desire to make it happen, go and do do something with it. I used to have the worst anxiety to get in front of a camera, to go on live, to talk to people, and this happened out of COVID. I was like, I was challenged to go on live to talk to somebody, I pulled a friend on and talked about one of my values and look at me now I'm hosting a live show on Facebook and I go on YouTube now I do a podcast with it as well so look at me now and it's fun right and now yeah. it's like any barrier that you had I, I never had experience with podcasting and now I'm doing it for two and a half years I same with um, public speaking I've never done public speaking until two years ago I started just hosting my own local events. And then now I'm speaking in front of hundreds, if not thousands of people. And it takes practice. And just like any fear, um, if you don't do it, you'll never know, right? And if you've always wanted to do it, and it's not for everyone, just like public speaking and podcasting and doing sales, it might not be for you. And that's okay too, right? Yeah. Acknowledge it 
And then maybe business ownership is not for you too. It's okay, <laughs> right? So just understand what you want to do and have fun doing it. Yeah, that is so true. John, I want to thank you for joining us today. Can you tell people where they can find you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you can check out my website. It's www.localseosearch.ca. So based in Toronto, Canada, my podcast is localseotoday.ca. Um, but it's all about like just there's a lot of SEO companies out there. There's a lot of freelancer consultants. Um, depending on where you're at with your journey in business ownership or if you're a blogger, if you're a podcaster, you need to find people that resonate with your values. Pick and find people that you trust, that knows that you're they're in it for the right reasons and go with your gut instincts. You know, don't get oversold. Focus on what your goals are and your values are and let other people know about that and see if they resonate with it. And you're going to be in good hands. Well, God. John, once again, I want to thank you for coming on and chatting with us about SEO. I think you helped some of us understand it a little bit better. <laughs> some of us, I'm still on the fence about some of it, but I'm sure I'm going to hit you up with some more questions along the way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Feel free to reach out to me. I'm here to support, educate, and inform um, so that you make the right decision as an entrepreneur. All right. And guys, we will see you on the next chat from the Blog Cabin. Bye. Bye. Wow, John was just a wealth of information. He spent so much time with Yellow Pages, and it was like he was taking me back to my childhood. He's right. If you weren't listening to Yellow Pages, you might as well just forget about your business ever being found. Um, but I really enjoyed chatting with him. We talked about how he was like his business and how he was helping and trying to give back to other businesses as well. And he really got into building his own company because he wanted to help those companies that were smaller get noticed and helping the mom and pop companies. So I really, really appreciated all that he does to help mom and pop companies. And I'm looking forward to working with him in the future as well. Um, SEO is something that is not for the faint of heart. And it, if it's done well, it, it really can help your company. But you really have to research who you work with. And it really needs to be done with a reputable company. So research who reaches out to you and how they work with you. Those that said they can put you in Google's first pages within the first month, they're not always reputable. So always look out for that. Um, I want to thank you so much for being part of the podcast family. I look forward to working with you and bringing you more content soon. Um, next week, I start out with my um, African American or Black History. Or I'm creating some content right now um, with... Uh, some authors that are coming on i can't wait for it to share them with you i have a father-daughter team that came on they wrote some amazing books the books are really really cool books i have a pastor coming on i also have one of actually my high school um classmates and i have a former guest that i'm hoping hoping that will be coming on soon um uh, he has my heart i love him to death um and we're trying to 
get a time when he can come on. So I can't wait and hopefully soon we'll have that. And then in the month of March, get ready and get geared up because we're going to be going full blast every single solitary day in March. We're going to have a woman on. We're going to be talking about women issues and it's going to be a great great march so hope you guys have a great rest of your day love for you to leave a rating and review and keep chatting